Looking for last minute weekend getaway? I've got you covered. I have five road trips already planned for you. They're all a few hours from New York City, so they're the perfect trips for anybody on the East Coast to tap into. Whether you're looking for family-friendly, a romantic getaway, something leisure, activities-filled, history and heritage-filled, or if you want to spend the weekend stuffing your face. The packet has it all. It was designed to take all the guesswork and planning off of your plate. You choose based on the vibe or the distance. Included in the packet are itineraries for weekend trips to Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Hartford, Connecticut, Johnson and Burlington, Vermont, and Montreal, Canada. It includes packing lists, a pre-trip car prep guide, and travel and shit podcast playlists of road trip content. These itineraries are perfect for travelers who enjoy having a plan with space for spontaneity. Save yourself the time of planning and skip to the getaway. Let this itinerary pack take the stress of planning and packing off of the table while you focus on the road. Visit travelandshitpodcast.com slash travel resources to download your copy. I made it around the world. Salutations and shit, folks. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of your favorite travel podcast, Travel and Shit, where I, your host, D. Carrie, have an experiential conversation about the nuanced ways that travel intersects with regular life. As I like to remind you guys, every time I have a guest on, this is also available on the YouTubes so that you guys can see the beautiful Faith joining me. Hello, Tanya. Please introduce yourself. Hi. Hi, my name is Tanya. Um, I go by a lot of things. It's just Tanya for today. <laughs> I am a wife, a mother, and I have a career in music. So I love music. I have worked in radio, but now I'm currently in streaming at Tidal. I'm the senior manager of programming there. And I make my own music. I just love life. I love you know, looking at the world and finding ways to integrate more music into it. So <laughs> that's me. That's, that's me. And I am so very grateful to have you here. Um, so little Thank back um, how I know Tanya, I used to dance, I used to teach dance class. I used to dance. That was a um, heavy, big part of life. Big up to the moms. Um, <laughs> didn't have a choice. I uh, like to uh, tell people all the time that I resisted and resented that so early on because I wanted to be a Girl Scout. I wanted to run track, but I danced. But she was right. And as I got older, I actually began to love it. And one of the things that I absolutely loved was watching the recitals come together at the end of the year. You spend so hard. Uh, so You spend so much time and hard work um, working with your your babies and to see them, you know, pull it together at the end of the year was always so fulfilling. And so this is like the ultimate recital to see you grow up and to see you have a family of your own, to be an adult, to Aww. be a grown-ass woman and do grown-ass woman <laughs> things. Uh, you, Terry, Vicky, um, all of you guys, it is such a joy to watch you guys um, just flourish 
So thank you for joining me here and um, being part of one of those full circle moments for me. Um, so I, this feels very full circle for me too. It's not just you, like I feel it as well. And so when I was that little girl, I used to look up to you and all the other dancers and the teachers like, wow, they're so cool. Like, I wonder what they're doing in their 20 year old life. <laughs> and I can't wait until I'm that age. <laughs> it's just like, I love just like seeing you blossom and grow and like really own who you are and you have your podcast, you, you're just traveling. You're like welcoming me to be on your platform. This is full circle for me too. Cause I'm now I feel like one of those cool girls I wanted to be oh. when I was little. Like I'm in the circle now. <laughs> yes, you definitely is. You very much so is. <laughs> so I'm happy to um, share in communication with you and to share in this. Um, like, I'm really excited about this conversation, especially because it is very rare that we as regular peons and people of the world get to tap into people who have a backseat or a behind the scenes working knowledge of the things that we consume. So mm -hmm. for me, as someone who loves a good road trip, who enjoys just also being by themselves, music for me is also a really important way to, I don't want to say fill space, but to help me focus. I tend to be able to concentrate more when I've got something going on in the background. I tend to highlight some of the very pivotal moments of my um, adolescent life to certain soundtracks and certain music. And one of the fun little hobbies, um, two-part fun hobby, one of the fun hobbies that I used to do um, before I met my partner was soundtrack, different things in my life where I would just pick a song. Because I very much so appreciate musical scoring in television shows and movies. And I feel like it's one of those things that a lot of people don't really big up enough because I feel like the right fucking music sets the right tone and it allows you to really feel what the writers, the actors, and everybody's pulling together and it encapsulates the entire moment for you. So I enjoyed mm -hmm. just randomly like, yo, this is the song for this. So one of the games boyfriend and I play when we do our road trips is what's your song? I don't know if that's the name that we give it for every ride we take, but all right, let's do the song thing. And so what we'll do is choose a song that will correlate with whatever the prompt is. So it'll be like, all right, first high school relationship. All right, cool. And so then we scroll through whatever and then, all right, this is the song that matches that. Or it'll be something like, all right, so if you have an event, what's your walkout song? All right, fine. And then we scroll through and then that's the song. So that'll waste, not waste, but that allows us to like backwoods or in backcountry, there's absolutely nothing to look at but trees. And when you're driving straight up 87, it's a lot of fucking trees. It's a lot of shit and you want to distract yourselves. So for us, music soundtracks have been a really, really interesting way to pass the time while also marking important parts of our lives. What has your mm -hmm. personal story of music been? That is, first of all, I love that game. I need to steal that. <laughs> me, Please do. That is, that is such a cool game. Um, me, I really have been thinking about that recently. Like as I get deeper into my career um, at Tidal, because when I worked in radio, it was a little different than streaming. Okay. But yeah, a lot different. But, <laughs> you know, streaming is kind of like the direction of where music is going now. It's kind of a newer concept and everybody's trying to hop onto it, seeing how where it will take us pretty much because now we have AI coming into play. There's a lot going on there. But as I was thinking about programming for some of the campaigns we have going on at work, 
I'm like, how did I get here? I'm like, how did I, how did I get to this job? And like, what is it that made me so in love with just music, all genres, you know, that could just really be ready for any occasion. So there was one um, campaign I was working on in particular. It was the HBCU campaign. And I needed some good hip hop from the 80s. And so I was mm. like, you know what? I found my dad's old, like, zip around CD case. Ah. Open it up. Because <laughs> we still have it. God bless my dad. He passed in 2014. But, like, I, I was looking through the CDs. And I got so many good ideas on what to put on these different decades playlists that I needed. So some KRS-One, Rock Kim, like EPMB. And these are songs that my dad used to make me sit down in the car because we were always in a car together, driving somewhere here or there. We had the same love language of quality time. And that just became like the same love language of just sharing music. So I really attributed a lot to my dad, like being in the car with him and him putting me on to all of his, memories from college or like this was the song that make us used to like really go ham at every party and back then i was like yeah okay like right <laughs> the idea of your parents partying like well, you're like okay. okay or if like atomic dog comes on he's like yo this was the song and i'm like okay are we almost at the restaurant but you know those small moments now when i look back and think of him it's all around music and like those conversations in the car and like what he taught me um, my love for Stevie Wonder, my love for Prince, just my love for really good music came from my daddy. So um, I always think about that, like how happy he would be if he was here to like see me doing what we do now, doing what I do now. It really came from him. So that's yeah. beautiful. How do you mm -hmm. think that appreciation for music colors your lens of how you share it with other people? <sighs> well, that appreciation. It does so much. Like, even you talking about your conversations with your boyfriend, there's there's something so nostalgic about certain songs, right? Mm -hmm. That just take you right back to that moment. And so even if you're not a big music lover, a lot of people are lovers of really good memories. Yeah. So <laughs> so that's that's how I like utilize music or a lot of campaigns that I do at work. Like I said, a lot of them are crushed genre, so I can't just only stick to R and B. I can't just only stick mm -hmm. to like what I'm really a fan of. I have to think of themes. So, say I'm working on a Women's History Month campaign playlist, and maybe it's a songs of empowerment for women. I have to do my research, and I have to go find songs that really match these very specific themes um, across all genres. So. I think just my appreciation for storytelling, like really good storytelling and how it can connect you to really beautiful moments that have happened in your life. Um, that That's what colors my lens on like playlisting, but also just sharing music with other people. I just love a good story. And some songs like not only have, do they have really good lyricism that share the story, but they just pull you back to certain times in your life like a lot of a lot of times people will look at me and my programming team and other departments and they're like oh you guys are is that even a real job <laughs> you guys are just sitting there picking songs all day like we get a bad rap for having the fun job but there's a science behind it we use a lot of data we use a lot of research and there's a lot of science that goes into how our brains are so deeply connected to music and how most people their favorite music is what they listen to 
in their formative years, like what they listen to in high school, like that's some of their favorite mm-hmm. music and they'll always go back to it no matter what, because it just is so deeply connected to who you like who you were like who you were growing into and like what shaped you and formed you so that's what i that's what i love about music and that's really what makes me appreciate it the most basically started answering my next question and it's did i sorry no it's perfect (laughs) perfect segue so what goes into the perfect playlist like what is because (laughs) uh what a time when uh used to make you a playlist i will never forget one of my exes shout out to him um wonder where that man is good luck to that man because uh, good luck but it was the sweetest thing i remember he and i went down and we were walking around he's actually from new orleans and we were this was when i first started visiting and i'm very excited to go back this month for essence this is gonna be my first essence fest I am okay. so fucking excited. Oh, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love yeah. it. Yeah. Very excited. Um, but uh he started dating him when I went to my first Mardi Gras. And we had a really great little weekend and ended up coming back home and he sent me like this painting he had bought me while we were out there. But in the painting, he also included a mixtape. And he made he made me a mixtape on a little disc of like all his songs that um because come on beginning relationships like peak time for the sappy fun romantic kind of <laughs> nostalgic we grew up in the nineties so of course and then the um what do you call it the what's the thing what would it be called like I guess the a collage of pictures and shit of us that he made mm-hmm. for the um. What's it called when you have like the track listing, the track list, like the track list, oh, track list. Okay. the background, the track list was a collage of pictures and us and shit. It was the cutest fucking thing. And it was a pretty decent playlist. And in high school, we used to kind of battle each other. Like we had, what did Lori Beth called herself? DJ Munyanka. That was her little name. And so we would all do our little playlist and we all make our little mixtapes on these little CDs. So we had our own little high school, young love, little theories and you know, processes that we would go through to put together our perfect playlist. But as the professional, mm-hmm. what goes into <laughs> a perfect playlist? <laughs> it's hard to say what's perfect because it just depends on the person, right? Of but course. It just depends on you. However, I will say, let me give y'all a few tips for the perfect playlist, especially from like a programming perspective. So right. like I said, there's a science behind all of these things. So you really want to have a good opener. You want to open very strong, right? So if it's something that's very noticeable, like it gets the party going, you know, you want to have mm-hmm. something that's a popular, like a hit to keep it strong, right? Like, oh, okay, you came out, you came out hard. And then now a lot of people don't think of these things, but you want to make sure that there's a good flow in between the music. Okay. So you don't want... You don't want a really, really slow song going into something super fast. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you need to make sure there's a temp there needs to be. So when I worked in radio, we, we had this programming tool and you had to code every single song you put into the system huh. had to be coded. It had to be coded. So you had to have tempo codes on it. You had to write, um, is it a group or is it a solo act? Is it a male or female? You know, you wanted to have all the every song. Can you imagine how many songs in a system 
Like if you have thousands, like millions of songs in our system, every single one had a code on it. And then wow. if it didn't have codes, yeah, if it didn't have codes, then, you know, the little guys like me when I first started or the interns have to go in and listen to the songs and code them. So, wow. but it, it was, it's helpful because when you're programming, then the computer will like, the computer will program it for you first, like create the schedule, but then you need a human to go back, like mm-hmm. to use their thought process to really massage the logs and really see the science behind it. So you, the tempo codes were important because you didn't want a really slow song going into a very fast song or a very fast song going into a very slow song. You could put mid-tempo songs in between to kind of be a little buffer, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, because it could be a little jarring. If you're really, you, it's yeah. just, um, you know, you're listening to some, Isley Brothers, and all of a sudden, right away, we got, you know, just something that just doesn't go. It just messes up the whole movie. <laughs> like Shakira, Shakira, okay. Keith, like come right, right away after you're like, that wasn't it. That's not yeah. what I wanted. Mm-mm. That's like when you <laughs> so fall asleep you- listening to your music, and you ended up having a really good sleep until something comes on, and it's just like, oh, okay. Yes. That- it's I just, fucked up with that transition. Up. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? The transition just wasn't it. So transitions are really important. And then... If it's something between amongst friends and you can, you know, the tempos, that's what I really want you to focus on the most. Mm-hmm. However, as like professionally, I try to make sure I mentioned that a lot of co- songs were coded with male versus female. I want to make sure we have some gender inclusion in there. I don't okay. want to have 10 different songs that are very male heavy and then mm-hmm. you only have one, one woman on the playlist. I'm not into that. We want to make sure it's a good mix. We can have some groups. We can have some male heavy songs and some female. We want to show the love all around. And then, yeah, that's what I can think of for now. Like my few tips that I usually use every day when I'm making playlists. Okay. So you touched Mm -hmm. on like your early experience in radio. What was your early experience of travel like? What was the basis for how you as an adult view and Mm -hmm. see what travel actually is? Okay, so if my dad gave me my love for music, then my mom definitely gave me my love for travel. So she had me on my first plane at six months <laughs> to go visit my grandma in Barbados. My mom is from Barbados, and the only reason she ever came to America was to be with my dad. Uh-huh. She was always going home a lot. So my love for traveling came from my mom going home with her and like really getting to see her roots and go into her world, you know, because she, she really came into our world. Like, she raised me here mm-hmm. and with my dad and his family, but getting to go into her world and eat the food that she ate, walk the same path she walked to school in the morning, like, hear the accents and just feel the fresh air, like, go to the beach that she would cut school to go to with her friends. Mm-hmm. Like, that, meant, that means so much. So that really developed my love for travel. I would go almost if it wasn't every single summer, at least every two years, I was home with my mom in Barbados. And then it's funny, I know you went to Canada recently, but before my mom came to New York, she actually met, she lived in Montreal. So <laughs> she did. She went from Barbados and then moved with her dad who lived in Montreal. And my parents actually met each other there at Carnival in Canada. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So my mom's like a travel bug. Like she was a travel agent for a while. She's worked in the travel industry for right. forever. So that's how my life travel came. Mm-hmm. So did you start with, in terms of like 
Tanya, individual, personal travel. Did you start with solo travel? Did you do group travel? Um, what was your kind of separating from familial travel and traveling with your mm -hmm. family into, okay, so now I want this for myself. What did that look like? For, for myself. Mm -hmm. Definitely, I would say my last year of college was when one of my friends, like I think she was turning 18 and we were like, oh, let's just go to Domin like Dominican Republic together. Like mm -hmm. all, me and two other people. And um, actually it wasn't, no, it was like, the, it was the beginning of college. I would say college. I went to DC. I went to school in DC. I went to Howard. Damn. And so we had a lot of time on our hands on the weekends to take quick road trips to other schools. You know, right. I went to Morgan State a couple of times. Like, we would travel around the DMV. We went to VA Beach Weekend. We started taking the road trips, keeping it, mm -hmm. you know, in the tri-state area. Right, right. <laughs> D.C. And then, um, and we had some really fun times, right? And so I was able to, like, see, like, okay, traveling with my friends is really fun. <laughs> like, yeah. a lot of times. I, I was traveling with my, my parents for most of my life. So when I right. got that taste of freedom... Mm -hmm. I really saw how fun it was to travel with friends. So, you know, spring break, that was when, spring break is when we went a little bit further outside of the tri-state. Right. right. Go to Miami. <laughs> you go a little bit further. And then it was during, I think, my sophomore, junior year, we went on the trip to Dominican Republic with a couple of my friends. And my our parents were so, when I tell you, they were so shook, like they were scared. <laughs> they wouldn't let us go. They were like, you need to call them as soon as you get there. You need to have, like, is your passport right? They were so nervous, but they let mm -hmm. us go. And um, it was a lot of fun. So my stepfather, he, he worked for Delta. So we used to get, like, standby flights. I would yep. get a lot of standby flights. And if you know the standby struggle, <laughs> the standby struggle is so real. <laughs> I'll tell you a little bit about that afterwards. Cause... Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's real it's real that trip to Dominican Republic we ended up becoming a nightmare like to get home we could not get home like, oh my god I, we had to drive we drove like two hours to the next airport with these group of standby people we met <laughs> and they were like look we found another flight tomorrow morning let's all like put our money in and just drive two hours we found this driver just come with us they were American too it sounds right. very dangerous and crazy yeah. <laughs> but, but we did it we yeah been there sometimes you make the best judgment call you can with the information at hand baby you gotta do what you gotta do yeah we had to do what we had to do we were in Punta Cana and I think we like drove two hours to to like one of the major airports with these random people and we slept overnight on the airport floor and um it was rough but we made it home right <laughs> the point is we made it home but it taught me like how fun trips with my friends could be and just the memories like i'm i'm the type of person no matter how how much it might suck as long as it gives me a really good story mm -hmm. and it'll create a really great memory i'm down like we can do it at least once right <laughs> so, <laughs> that's how it started i've never been on a solo trip i haven't had a lot of solo time like right after howard i was knocked up met my man. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't have i haven't had any time for solo travel and i feel like if i was like hey babe i'm ready if you'd be like what you talking about you know right <laughs> so i don't know so a solo trip would ever happen for me but travel with my friends i do it as much as i can and you know, and it's it's freeing for me. Like I love my family, so I love my kids so much, my daughters. But sometimes you just need to reset with your friends. Like last Absolutely. month, last year, yeah, last year I went to Mexico. We went to Tulum with me and a couple of my girls, and then 
I've been a few places since I've had my kids. And it's a nice reset. It's like mm-hmm. a nice reset to just meet with your friends, have some laughs, enjoy somewhere new that you've never experienced and a new culture Absolutely. that you've never like you can just immerse yourself in somewhere completely new and it just makes you have an appreciation. Me especially, like it makes me have an appreciation for life. Like my world is this big and there are other people in other parts of the world who are experiencing things that I never get to experience. Right. And once I once I get to be a part of that, it just opens opens up my mind and it just opens up my mind better. It's like it's it's better for me. It's good for me. My daughter gets really jealous. She gets to that age like you can't take me places. <laughs> Not like I mean We'll get there. Soon. We'll get there soon. We'll get there soon. But right now I'm enjoying, you know, the little check-ins with my friends. So before we get into travel with your girls, what is that experience like for, so like you had mentioned travel and the way people in other places like experience themselves and, you know, similarities, differences, all that jazz. But what is your experience of music been in your travels? And how does that um, influence your decisions professionally and then also professionally as an artist yourself? Mm. So um, I'm immediately I can think of Barbados, like Calypso is very big in Barbados. Mm-hmm. My husband is Jamaican. I'm married into a Jamaican family. So, you know, <laughs> dance hall is really big. And even when, like if I think about one of my favorite cities is New Orleans. I love going there. And the sounds of the street and the jazz are like, it's so important for your experience there as well, right? Mm -hmm. So one thing that I really love about my company, and it's the reason I wanted to be there and join them, is because they're very culturally aware and sensitive, you know? In comparison to other DSPs, I feel like, well, digital streaming platforms, Mm because that everybody knows all the time. (laughs) In comparison to other streaming platforms, I just feel as though where I work, we're always thinking about how we can infuse other cultures into every single campaign or just programming in general, right? Mm -hmm. So K-pop is really big right now. How can we make sure we have a person who's very knowledgeable about the K-pop scene and how we can ungrasp what they're doing in Korea and making sure it's, 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 sorry, making sure we can see it here on our platform, right? Um, now Brazilian funk is starting to really bubble up as well. You have artists like Anita, she's becoming a global sensation, a global superstar. How can we make sure that we're tapping into the next big music sound that mm-hmm. might come from another global region and how can we incorporate it, um, in the, in programming? So that's really important to us. And it's important that we have people who don't just travel there but who like are very aware and have their ears to the streets and are maybe even from the culture if possible mm-hmm. and how we can um there's noise sorry it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like i said i got a big family in my house <laughs> um yeah i wanted to make sure it wasn't noisy yeah so i'm always making sure that we're including every every culture possible mm-hmm. on our platform. And so I try to do that personally as well. Like my mind is always on. If I'm even if I'm traveling in the train, I live in New York City, like there's sounds all across Absolutely. the city as well. Train performers. Yeah. Even if I'm just traveling to work. There's always a sound. There's always something I could be thinking about and how ooh, I like that. What's that song? Like I'm always writing in my notes. I'm always Shazam. Real talk. Stuff. That's a really good plug for all y'all showtime niggas out there. Get your little friends that do music 
and improve the quality of your performance. You understand what I'm saying? Like, good, like good new music so that y'all showcase your talent on top of showcasing your man's talent. Everybody can come up together. You never know. Saying, you never know like, man's listening. does a show and y'all is showtime in the background. Collaborate. <laughs> I'm just saying. Exactly. It's an idea. If y'all going to... If y'all gonna get all of our attention on train, y'all might as well, you know, build. Be good. Work together. Yeah, that part also. Exactly. You know what? Even if you're not good, I would love to see y'all working together. That's always one of my things. Right. Even when they're not good, when they are hype, and when I feel like they're giving me their energy, when I feel like I'm getting their best, you're gonna get my money. Like I feel like if y'all just got your boys standing there on the side and they're not even hyping y'all love, how y'all, what's your what's your squad looking like? I mean, right. I get it. If your squad's not hyping you up, how am I supposed to hype you up? You see what I mean? Like, just performance <laughs> yeah. quality. But, so, I mean, does your job, like, do you get to travel to, like, kind of um, taste the different sounds around the world and experience different um, musical performers, experiences? I feel like that'd be a fun. Um, I think we're integrating more of those experiences soon. So, we're kind of a growing company. Um, recently, I know it is growing. I want reasons for you to travel for free, baby. Get out there, like, this is part of work now. I'm just saying it helps us all be better, <laughs> right? I've traveled for work before. I actually went to Essence Fest for work. Um, oh, nice, work at SiriusXM, and we would broadcast from New Orleans. Um, and it was hella fun. <laughs> we had nice. the best time ever. I we paid for it was for work, yeah, it absolutely. Was Good food, good music, good times, my good people. Like it was. You had me at paid for. I can always have a good time, but you had me at paid for. That's even a, that's exactly. A <laughs> that's the best part, right? That's the best part. So a few of my coworkers recently went to Nashville to a um, mm. music biz conference out there. I wasn't on that one, but you know, I'm praying we're on next year. Nice, nice. Because <laughs> I would love to go to Tennessee. You know, the music history and culture there is so rich and. Mm-hmm. That's where I want to go next. So I'm trying to you know, tap it's into coming, that. It's coming soon. Because mm-hmm. I'm going for, um, in July, for Beyonce. So I want to, um, mm-hmm. I'll tap in with you afterwards and find out what places are on your radar. I want to see if I can. I got um, you. Yeah, give me some suggestions <laughs> for you. some black ass shit to do out there. Because I definitely <laughs> feel like I've been there so many times. And I have yet to, I am searching for that Nashville experience. Like everybody swears mm-hmm. that they love Nashville and there's so much there, but I haven't had the opportunity to find that. And sadly, every trip that I've made to Nashville has either had to be child friendly because my best friend lives out in, in Kentucky. That's like her next, mm-hmm. like the closest major town. So we always go to Nashville when I go see her, but it's just like, we have the kid with us. So it's like... Mm-hmm going out and getting some drinks, but it's got to be family-friendly barbecue or family-friendly, like, you know, that kind of stuff. So I haven't, except mm-hmm. for one night I went with boyfriend, it wasn't, I know it's there. I know it's there. I trust that so many people aren't making this up. So I really want to, you know, I want to tap into it. It's that. there. It's there. It's definitely there. When you go, then let me know. But I know you said this month you're going to New Orleans. I'm yeah. sure. So I was out there maybe April. I was in New Orleans in April. Okay. My friend got engaged. and so Congratulations. Yes, thank you. I'm going to tell you something. that she met the love of her life in New Orleans. And he's a New Orleans native. So he brought us all back to do the proposal there. But she didn't know we were there. So we're like, all right, Saturday night, let's go out. Yeah. <laughs> so, as long as we were texting him, like, you're not going to be on this side of town, right? So we didn't Copy. run into them. 
So we went to Frenchman Street. Okay. Super fun. You have to like tell me when you go. Let me know. But it's like a row of different bars and restaurants. Mm-hmm. But at night, it's like it turns into like live music. So oh, everyone yeah. you go into is all live music. It's all, and it's just that the the jazz and like the funk is so good. It's so so girl. I almost moved out there. And, <laughs> and did you? Really? Yes. For a nigga, I'm so glad I did not. My life is so much better because of it. My okay, good, God, good, good. I talk about that often. Yeah, I went out there for a couple of different uh, Mardi Gras. My homegirl lives out there. So whenever I would yeah, go, I would know. stay with her. And RIP Dejan, I would hang out with her boyfriend most of the trips. And so it'd be us riding around the city because she'd be at work. So I would just ride the city with Dejan or just sit in the house mm-hmm. and have either her uncles come and cook. I have such a love for New Orleans, um, but mm-hmm. I got to say that it was extra special. Like the same way you were with someone that's from there, being able to see like real nigga shit. Like this is what regular people do. Like we don't go here yeah. for the po boys. This is not, we, them daiquiris is cool, this but is like the better ones is down up here. We got to drive 20 extra minutes, but it's worth the drive kind of thing. But I'm definitely going to hit you up because I remember Blue Nile. I don't know if it's the same. I don't know if it's different. So my mm-hmm. experience of it was from years ago. Like the last time I was there might have been 26, 2019. Tw- no, not even 2019. Maybe like 2013. Yeah, because I was still living in that apartment. Shit. So actually maybe like 2010, 2000 and. Yeah, around that era. So I know a lot of the shit that I was doing then is probably not like, I don't even like for one, Shishi's. Shishi's was a strip club we would always go visit. I don't even know if Shishi's is still there anymore. Like, I feel like it's not. Like, Shell's Daiquiri's, like, that's where we would always go see Winter and her mom. I don't even know if the shit is Mm -hmm. still there anymore. So I got to tap in. I got to call Angie back too. Um, but anyway, oh, so we'll go for Essence Fest, it'll be a different crowd too. Oh, absolutely. Be, you know, it's a different absolutely. experience. And we're getting out there yeah. early. So we'll be able to do, because we're only going to be there Tuesday to Sunday. So mm-hmm. we will have enough of the, it'll be Essence stuff happening leading up to the weekend, but it'll be nice to just kind of have like a random Tuesday, Wednesday to kind of like just do regular. All right, we'll, we'll get to Essence in the music. Give me the foods. Like... <laughs> I want to eat in the food before it gets too crowded. I want to eat before it gets too crowded. I want to enjoy walking around before it gets a little too crowded. And like, it's going to be hot. I don't do crowds. I don't do heat. So I'm also, if you have tips for surviving essence for me, like, please, because I'm not a fan of like um, crowds. And so as much as I love live music, it's always one of those Mm -hmm. like, you just got to suck it up and go. But I try to make it so that I can experience it in smaller pockets and not have to completely be uncomfortable for the entire experience. Um, but back to um, travel with families. How do you want to impress the love of travel on your girls? What are it? Have you traveled with the girls? Like, have you guys done family trips? What is that been like or what are you looking forward to um like what experiences and traditions are you looking forward to right so i think i started the same way my mom started me so you know we've already went to barbados we've already went to jamaica because we have to see the family we have to know that there's life outside of america (laughs) okay yeah because this ain't it because america has a problem hello Beyonce, America has a problem, and we need you to know that there's a bigger world outside of this place that we call home. 
So um, actually last year, my job allows me, I work from home permanently. So they allow oh. you to work. Yeah. <laughs> they allow you to work up to 45 Beautiful. days internationally as long as you get approval from your your leads so last summer i decided to go to barbados and we spent two weeks out there with my mom and my grandma and my uncle and we just stayed in the house and my girls just had nothing to do they were bored and i loved that yeah (laughs) figure it out figure it out use your imagination that's it fun let's wake up and go to the beach we're gonna eat this flying fish we're gonna you know we're gonna just have fun on this green pasture in front of the house and just mm-hmm. enjoy it. Like I feel like kids here are always so plugged in. Yeah. YouTube devices. Like people don't know how to just say hello anymore. You don't know how to look some people in the eye. Like a lot of people um compliment me about my oldest daughter. She's seven, going on eight. I'm like, wow, she really is social. Like she knows how to hold a conversation. I'm like, yeah, because I'm raising her that way. Right. Right. And I think I attribute like traveling to it as well because Six months, I had her on her first flight, too. <laughs> and um, when we go out there, it's not it's not as plugged in. You know, yeah. you have to use your, your, your social skills to talk to people. And you right. have to try new foods. And you have to try new things. And you really have to use your imagination to have a good time. So that really pays off when we come back home. Because say she's at summer camp, she can come up with a cool game with a stick that she probably learned from her cousin in, in Barbados. Yeah. <laughs> she, can show, she can show the friends out here. So and she's now the innovator. Something. She's a leader now. I she's love it. She's a leader now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've taken, I'm, I'm planning on taking them since we did two years in Barbados. I mean, two weeks in Barbados last year. We're going to go visit um, my husband's family this year in Jamaica. We got to. You gotta show the spread the love. <laughs> you gotta spread the love, and he he was born and raised in Jamaica, so nice. they get a whole a whole different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mommy's one generation removed, but I still went often, so I know where to mm-hmm. go. But Ryan, he can say like, "This is the house I grew up in," you know. Yeah. So, um, that is fun for family travel, and then we did take our oldest after my youngest was born. She is a lot, okay? We love her, but she is a lot. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Let us have just alone time with Riley. She spent five years as an only child. So yeah. once she had a little sister, it was a little bit of a hard transition for her. So I took her and my hubby to Mexico as like a Christmas gift two years ago. And we just stayed at an all-inclusive resort and had the best time. Oh, that's <laughs> beautiful. We had a really, really good time. So now I'm thinking about you know, when I think of like my European vacations I'm planning, mm-hmm. I never think about bringing the kids with me. Those are more for like my friends. Okay. But I'm thinking maybe this year we can go overseas and try it out. Like okay. Like been saying she really wants to go to Paris. So I'm like, that. let's These try it. These kids are let's... so aware that there is mm-hmm. life outside of just their their experience. And also I appreciate that um, that's one of the things that first, second just whatever generation you may be, but people that have family that still keep a very close connection to family in Mm -hmm. other countries, I always appreciate because that's one of the things that I mention on the podcast so often is that travel is so much more than vacation. It's the idea that when you leave your hometown or your home state, that you have to do something elaborate or that you have to do something very big and expensive is where I think most people's brains go to when they think travel, they think spring break, they think summer recess Mm -hmm. and going, you know, big and bold, which is fun, 
But a lot of times travel is just going to see family. Unfortunately, when we lose family, we have to travel sometimes to go be where our family is from, to join mm-hmm. other family members. There are so many reasons why people get on a plane. People aren't always getting on a plane because they're going to go turn up. Like a lot of real life happens outside of your regular home. And to your point, where your daughter playing with the stick makes her now being able to entertain herself and bring those kind of games to other kids. I don't Mm -hmm. think that it should be missed or lost on people that children being able to use their imaginations in ways outside of having to have something else um, prompt some type of a response and being able to be the prompt to see what is around you is a very, very tactical and useful skill that I think a lot of kids um, should have. So kudos on you for you, you know giving your kids that opportunity to develop that skill of figuring things out. Like not always, because when we grow, I don't know, well, we're not that far apart, but I know when I grew up, one of the things was, you're not always going to have this. You're not always going to have this. It was a lot of critical thinking and you won't have these tools. You're not going to have a calculator in your pocket. You're not going to be able to have access to your encyclopedias. Like you're not always Mm going to be able to look things up. So figure out how to problem solve and entertain yourself. And now they was wrong, but I get that. Because you do have access now. And so Mm -hmm. it's, you know, up to those of us who have lived a life without ready access at our immediate grasp to kind of impart those types of critical thinking skills and just developmental skills that allow you to kind of just exist in the world a different way. And I feel like people give Mm -hmm. kids a really short end of the stick by saying they're always attached to this and attached to that. But it's like, but they are so gifted with this technology in ways that we're not because it comes so natural to them because they grew up with it. Whereas with us, we can kind of navigate both worlds, but if you don't give these kids the opportunity or if you don't kind of expose them to opportunities and chances to develop creativity in those ways, they're going to not necessarily be limited, but it may take them a little bit longer to get to those alternative ways of using their mm-hmm. imagination. Mm-hmm. But um, that's one of the beautiful things about um, travel. I feel like as an adult, me personally, when I am able to experience and see things that are new to me as a New Yorker, like there are plenty of things as a city girl that sometimes I take for granted, just having immediate access to stuff. So when I travel, I tend to want to tap out of that. I tend to want to be in the middle of nowhere, or I tend to want to have to walk to get someplace as opposed to being in the middle of Playa del Carmen where I'm staying next to a cruise terminal. I was fucking low key miserable at the last vacation we did. It was my first time in Mexico and it wasn't what I was expecting it to be because it felt like I was on fucking Fulton. Like I felt like I was (laughs) readily accessible everywhere I turned. There is something commercial. There was some, like I was in the middle of capitalism. Oh my gosh. Yeah. For me, it just felt like I live like this. I can appreciate how middle America may want to travel like that when your life is, I have to drive 20 minutes to get to everything. So having it right here at your disposal, I understand the appeal and the allure, but I feel like removing yourself from that and giving yourself the space to have something different, whatever that different may be, whether it be access or lack of access allows us to tap into the spaces of us and the layers that we don't necessarily get to as easily remove and kind of sift through at home. 
and that opens up a lot of opportunity. So for you as a, an artist yourself, I know you do make music. So how have you kind of used your travels and your experiences in creativity to tap into what you do for your creative pursuits in art? Good question. Um, Thank you. I can think of a couple of things. So the first thing I can think of is, you know, we grew up in New York. So like you said, it's very busy. Like at all times, it is so busy. And it's kind of hard to like hear through all the noise. I mean, we get used to it. It's like background noise at some point. Yep. But if you want to tap into your creativity and you really, like for my music, when I'm going to sit down and write, I need to hear clearly from above. <laughs> like I need to, I really need to hear, it's not going to come from me. You know, I'm going to mm-hmm. pray about it and I need to, I need my spirit to be spoken to so I can write down something that is not just for me, but it's going to impact the listener. Right. And I can't know that on myself. Like I need to pray about it and really hear. So I can't do that when <laughs> there's so much going on, you know? Mm-hmm. So last summer when I was in Barbados, I would just go to the beach. Not My phone is not working because the Wi-Fi is at my grandma's house. So I'm literally just sitting on the beach and I'm just watching the waves like come in and out, in and out. And I don't have that here at home. And if you mm-hmm. do go to the beach here, you know, it's just the dirtiest. <laughs> it ain't the same. It's, it's not going to inspire you. Everybody's got their radios playing. It's everybody. It's loud. Yeah. It's still loud. Very different. It's still loud. But to sit there and just watch the sunset and like watch the waves go in and out and hear them crash and just realize how small I am in the spec mm-hmm. of this huge universe and that everything is working together for me to wake up and go to sleep and have the oxygen I need that I don't ask for. I wake up and it's there, mm-hmm. you know, and right. the everything that I need is provided for me. And I'm just so small. And it's just like, God cares so much to just provide everything. And I don't even have to ask for it. It just comes to me. Like, that's what inspires me. And so when I get to go in other areas of the world that aren't as busy, that are just a bit more quiet, then it inspires my lyricism. Like, it inspires my music. And so because I am so busy here at home, I haven't written as much recently. But I do get, like, ideas and concepts Mm -hmm. when I can just unplug and just appreciate the world around me. And like New York, love it to death. Like I want my girls to be New Yorkers through and through. Cause I feel like it gives you like just a different yeah. grit in life, you know? It, it just gives you a certain swag, like a certain I love it. I love being a New Yorker, but I also love when that I have another place that I can call yeah. home and just go to to just relax. So that's the first thing. Um just the stillness of certain certain countries how it inspires my creativity because it's more quiet. Like I can just tap into that spiritual energy that I need to get something on the paper. Mm-hmm. And then I can think of a trip last year. So I went to Dubai last year with my friends. Everybody turned 30. Nobody prepares you for the year. All your friends turned 30 and everybody wants to take some lavish trip. <laughs> how much money you're going to need. Maybe mm, wait till they Ooh. get grown and plan weddings. Oh Lord! Thank mm. God I already had mine, but mm. <laughs> but I when people when everybody does it at once, I know it's gonna. <laughs> but we went to that one of my closest friends. He wanted to go to Dubai last year, so I was like, you know what? A few of us went to Mexico. I had a really big party. I spent money on that, but Dubai, like I'm not missing out on that. Like mm-hmm. we're not gonna miss out on Dubai. We're gonna go to Dubai, and um, I loved it. 
I loved it there. It was so like, first of all, everything's still so rich. Like you know they got money. They got money out here. Right. But just talking to the people. Like I like people. I want to chat. I want to like pick your brain mm-hmm. a little bit, get to know you. So we meet different Uber drivers. And there was this one guy who was, you know, we we're going from one place to the next. Maybe he was taking us to a club or something. And I was in the front seat. So I was chatty. Like, yep. what's your name? Like, where are you from? What's up? So he was, it was interesting. Some people may have been offended by the conversation, right? But not me. Like, I really like to see other people's perspective and like their worldview. So he said, he's like, are you Asian? I'm like, no, I'm a black woman. A very proud one, actually. <laughs> he's like, there's no way you're black. I'm like, what's wrong? Is there something wrong with being black? I'm not Asian. I'm black. <laughs> and then he's like, wow. He's like, wow. Okay. And I'm like, um, what, what, what's the problem? <laughs> he's like, no, there's no problem. You're just. You have an interesting phase. I'm just getting to know you. And I'm like, okay, sir. So where are you from? He said he's from Pakistan. So I was like, oh. He said, where are you from? I said, I'm from America. I'm from the United States. And the man gasped. Like, he almost stopped the car. He's like, you're from America? You live there? Are you okay? And I was like, I was like whoa. I was like, wow. Is that how you? He's like, that is such Not a twist. place. Aren't you, aren't you scared? aren't you scared living there on a daily basis? Like everyone has guns, everyone has this, everyone has that. Like, how do you live there? And I was like, sir, you don't know the things that they've taught me about Pakistan. Like I can turn the same question and ask you the same exact thing. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, Pakistan is is lovely and safe. And it really just opened up my eyes. Like that conversation really opened my eyes. Like, first of all, how we educate ourselves about other parts of the world Yes. Right. That was number one. Mm-hmm. And number two, just what safety is, like how people view safety and like well-being. The fact that we have been taught to believe that this part of the Middle East is probably chaos. And some people are living their best lives there. Like they're having right. they wake up every day and they're not fearful to send their kids to school. And if they are, it's maybe not because of a civilian that's going to come to the school and shoot it up. Like they're probably fearful for another reason. So you, it just gives me appreciation for another person's walk of life, and yeah. like, and 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 makes me not feel so proud to be. Oh, I have so much freedom where I'm from. Maybe I don't. Like other people in other yeah. parts of the world, don't see me as a free woman, and they don't. Mm. They are nervous for me. So it just really opens up my eyes to just how everyone in, is in their own small bubble, and like how we all are experiencing something really different. So that that inspires my artistry too. Like it inspires what I write about, what I think about, what I journal about. Even if it's not music I can write, I write, I try to write as much as I can um, every week. So that inspires me too, just knowing and learning about other people's perspective. Yeah, that perspective change is such a big one. A lot of, um, and it doesn't even have to be like, earth shattering rocket science. A lot of things I feel like that tend to be very impactful tend to be the really simple things, the really, the, the nuanced little details about, um, everyday life. Something as simple as like how frustrating it is to travel someplace else and not be able to keep your shower water hot long enough. Mm-hmm. It's just like, all right, yeah, there's <laughs> hot water here. This is great. But there are two of us I started to run the shower. Now I'm brushing my teeth. I came outside, bullshitted for about three, five minutes. So at home, <laughs> that's cool. You could run the water for like 10 minutes before you get in. And, that's it. You know, and you still get a piping hot shower. But 
not that's not the case everywhere. That's not as mm-hmm. that's not necessarily the norm. Something as simple as like, oh, so I can like you y'all just leave your bikes and stuff here. Y'all don't chain them up. Like y'all don't. Yeah. I don't try yeah. to bring them inside with you. You just leave everything. <laughs> And there, and it's here when you get back, and you're comfortable right. doing that. Like, right? There was some country I saw people leave their babies outside, like they leave their strollers yeah. and their sleeping babies outside. Uh-huh. They go in, enjoy their lunch, and come back, and their baby is still there. You can't do that. Here. No, <laughs> like, no. And that. the notion, the idea of it is so foreign, it, and it's just like mm-hmm. it's one. There's some things that you could say, okay, well, maybe in this neighborhood, or maybe in like this region certain things like i can see people saying like not locking their doors right like if you live Mm -hmm. in um like a cul-de-sac in the middle of kind of someplace like i can see someplace in like virginia or and and i'm just thinking virginia because like my cousin lives in virginia and i love her little cul-de-sac her little Mm -hmm. random neighborhood kind of tucked away is so fucking cute and so in Mm -hmm. my mind if you know most all of your neighbors i could see how you may think I'm just going to run to the store. I'll be back. I'm not going to lock the door. Mm-hmm. But in certain, like, I'm not fucking with that. Like, my shit's always locked. You know what I mean? Like, if I didn't just unlock the door because I know my dad is pulling around the corner and I ran back upstairs so that I could go finish whatever it is I'm doing. But it's just like, all right, well, the door's unlocked. Just pull up. But it's like, I'm here. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. little things are just like, I would never consider leaving my car running like I would never leave my bag on the seat and then go pay for gas and then come Mm -hmm. back you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. but perspective changes and I can really appreciate how travel allows you that little reminder that the world doesn't just function the way your life happens like Mm -hmm. so much Mm -hmm. exists outside of us and being that person in the middle of some, even just the little part of you're on vacation and these people aren't. Like when I travel and it's like, I try to link with people that I know in the area. And so you could do all the planning in the world, but I'm the one that's on vacation. So randomly, if on Tuesday, you, you your availability shifts from like 1.30 to now 4.30, it's like, I'm gonna roll with it because I have mm-hmm. a lot of work today, girl. You did. So you do mm-hmm. what makes your life easy. But where can we find your music? Like, where do we find the artistry that has been shaped by your yes. love of music and your love of travel? So all of my music is, I've only had two singles so far, okay? <laughs> I don't have any other, because like I said, I got a lot of moving parts. I got a full-time career and a full-time family, but I have dropped two songs in the last year, which I'm very proud of, actually. And I am so proud of you of also. Singles, thank you. Both of my singles are on all platforms. Mm-hmm. You can look up Tanya T O N Y A West W E S. That was from my that was my radio name. I'm like I'm out of radio now, so I kind of want to do a name change, but I'm mm-hmm. still thinking about that. Okay. So all of my music, Bro. two singles. One is called Look Back. One is called Timeline. You can do both. You can look up both on all platforms, but use title if you can, because you know, same with plug. <laughs> <laughs> It keeps me paid. Using title keeps me paid. Do you have like an affiliate link or anything for a title or something that you get like? Girl, no. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I just, I just get a check 
bi-monthly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. But, you just on payroll. They like, you don't, need, you don't need nothing else from us. You don't need nothing else. Exactly. We got you. We got that check <laughs> and them benefits. Tanya, benefits like being able to travel across hello. the world. Being able to see, baby, I got to get my eyes checked and uh, I got to call them good people on the, that number on the back of the car because exactly. I... um. I'm not trying to pay for that out of pocket if I don't. That's too. Exactly. Um, Because y'all not going to make me suffer, dilate my motherfucking eyes, and I got to pay for that if I don't have to. Because I remember the one time I did that, and I did not know that you at least need glasses or should not drive yourself. Oh, you need a shit. You didn't have the shit. I had to drive myself home. When I tell you, I was so terrified. I don't think... (laughs) Like I have blocked out a good portion of that trip. Like I just remember the terror of like, oh no, <laughs> this is. I'm I think I cried. Hello, yes. I'm Smart happy you're here to have this conversation today. I think I remember. I think the last thing I remember is like starting to cry. Like it was just like I can't see. <laughs> I am driving and I can't see. And I was someplace like in Long Island. So it's not even like I did it out here. So it's just like, you know how you know your route. So it's all right, cool. Mm-hmm. I know where I'm going. I at least feel that this is the right oh, exit. Mm-mm. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Now I know better. But um, thank you so much for joining me. I am so proud of, of you. Of course. I am so excited to continue to watch you flourish. And I hope that everybody else is excited to join the ride with you. Where can we find you on the socials to keep up with what you're doing? Yes, on the socials, you can follow me, Tanya, T-O-N-Y-A, Sharice, C-H-A-R-I-S-S-E. And yeah, I'm going to be on the TikTok soon, you know. (laughs) Once I learned how to the TikTok, it's like when the elders used to say the Facebook. Yeah, girl, I put one video up just to like hold, like as a placeholder for like the traveling shit name, thinking, oh yeah, I'm a look, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a get back, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a get back, I'm a loop back. That that was in January. See what I'm saying? Honestly, social media though is starting to give me like hives when I think about it, and I also travel wise like i feel like people don't just live authentically anymore some people don't have a good balance some people do a good job of being able to make us feel like they're enjoying themselves and present in the moment while still sharing the moment i haven't found that so personally i'd rather just be and then and it's so frustrating to realize that i know that i'm going to talk about this on the podcast so i would like there to be mm-hmm. some type of visual component for what it is i'm saying and mm-hmm. i know that part of storytelling where we are now is visual so it's like i understand the importance of social media whereas at the same time i really hate taking photos of all of my drinks i really hate taking photos right. of the food that i'm eating at these really gorgeous restaurants that i'd rather just fucking eat my fucking food Enjoy at it. I know. and it's like <laughs> I know. I went on a trip once and we were doing like the trapeze and my friend is going across it and she's like, are you getting it? Did you get the picture? Get the video. And I'm like, girl, just enjoy it. Right. Talk about it after. Be present in the moment. And I got to say as a little side note before we go, that's one of my, Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that I um, try to make a point of doing is trying to have like a visual photograph from a couple of different trips, like just a moment Mm -hmm. of gratitude where I am just present and just 
try to be as descriptive as possible in describing to myself what it is I'm seeing to try to like mm-hmm. emblaze it in my mind. Just like, what is the yeah. sky doing? What does the horizon look like? What are the colors that are in front of me? Just like being present and doing the best I can to take that like visual photograph that's just going to be part of like my mental Rolodex. Um, yeah. I feel like that adds another little tear to being present and I have some very fond moments of um, some past trips. So um, yeah, Gus, shout out to those of y'all that are able to um, engage yeah, in that level of y'all. storytelling and still be present. Cause I got, he's, he's not finished with me because I don't got that. <laughs> I had to give, I know, but I just want to say I'm grateful to be here with you today. Thank you so much for having me. I am proud of you i'm very proud of you and i'm excited for your endeavors to come the ones you've already had and i'm just grateful to be here with you today and have this dope conversation this is great i hope y'all enjoyed our convo we'll talk to you guys next week bye y'all